Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here. It's a Labor Day weekend, and uh, it's the last long weekend of the summer. We're going to trust for great weather throughout the rest of September and into October, but the reality is we are going into a different season. And we're going into a different season weather-wise, but we're also going into a different season as a church. You know, it's that time of year. I always say in Canada, it's like, you know, we have New Year's that happens in January, but it's almost like everything resets in September with people going back to school and summer ending and just the rhythms of life change. And it's a time when we start setting the patterns that we're going to have for the next 12 months at LifeHouse. And so this morning, I want to talk a little bit about that. We'll be sharing a bit from the Word today, and, and I want to encourage you from the Word, and also just want to be able to let you know what's going to be happening over the next while. And so we started this theme of discipleship as a church you know, back in the first half of uh, 2020. And it's a theme we're going to be on for a while, because we all are meant to be disciples of Jesus. If we aren't following to see Jesus, if we're not disciples of Jesus, then really uh, this, this thing of going to church, it really, it, there's no point to it. And so at LifeHouse, we want to ensure that what we're doing is helping people be amazing disciples of Jesus and be in a place where they're able to teach and train others to do this, to become disciples of Jesus. And so as we start this uh, fall season and this new, this new season for us as a church, we're continuing on the theme of discipleship. We're actually going to go deeper with it. And so I want to start off with a scripture from, uh, from Colossians. And I'm going to be reading from Colossians uh, chapter 2, starting at verse 6. And here it says, it says, So then, just as you've received Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority, so I, I like to say that Christianity is actually quite simple. There is, it's not overly complicated. And actually, Christ's message from the time that he was on the earth to what we see recorded in the scriptures is that one of simplicity, one where Jesus reigns, where he is the king, he's the head of the church, where through his death and resurrection, he set us free from the chains of sin and death, and we are put right with God the Father because of what Jesus the Son did for each and every one of us. We have the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, dwelling in us. In parts of Scripture, it talks about having the fullness of Christ in us. We have that in us through the Holy Spirit that is, is, is in us and with us. And it's incredible because for each and every one of us, we not only have a king, we don't have a king who's just out there, God, a God who's distant. We have a God, a king who comes and dwells within us. And the, all the power of God, the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is available to each and every one of us so that we can live the godly life that we're called to live. 
When I preached a few weeks ago, I read from 2 Peter 1, and uh, again, 2 Peter 1 verses 1 to 11 were scriptures given to us last year uh, to the eldership team as something for us to focus on. And it talks about how we have everything we need for a godly life in Jesus Christ, that we have that power in each and every one of us. And this is so important for us as disciples because it's this reality that we don't have to do things on our own. When we are facing a problem, when we're facing a difficulty, when we have something in our life or something outside of our life where we don't know what to do and we don't know how to overcome, when we root ourselves in Christ, when we allow his spirit to flow in and through us, it is more powerful than anything of this world, anything of our sin, old sinful ways. The, this power of Christ in us is stronger than all of it. Our role as Christians is to learn to surrender to Jesus, to allow him to be the king and lord of our lives so that that power can come to its fullness in each and every one of us and that we can live the godly lives, lives that reflect Christ, that we become more and more like Christ, that we live at peace and in joy and in love in every way. It's, it's that power that's in us that allow, comes in and through us to allow us to live that life. I want to encourage you, read Colossians. So read it as a full letter. You know, take these next few weeks and really work through that book of Colossians. And But again, when we, the Bible was written, or it was not, these letters were not broken down into chapters and, and the sentences didn't have verse numbers. That's something we've added to make it easier to reference it. It was originally written to be read as a whole. You know, the book of Colossians was a letter to the Colossians church. They were meant to receive that letter, to read it, and it would have spoken to them. The, everything in that letter would have been written by Paul and applied directly to things that were going on in the Colossian church at that time. They would have understood every reference because of it speaking directly to issues that were going on there. And it was meant to build up and encourage them. It was, it was both building up and encouraging them and who they were in Christ and as well as standing against any false teaching that might be coming into, their, into that church to warn them against it. Our best defense against false teachings, we're not taken captive by hollow and uh, philosophies that are, are based on the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Jesus, is that we would truly understand who Jesus is. That we would, we would grasp just how simple Christianity is so we don't try to overcomplicate it with all kinds of different things. There's, there's so many different rules and, and, and complicated uh, teachings that are out there for, that we can end up falling and falling victim to and that we end up taking those on. And all they do is actually confuse us. All they do is actually take us away from Christ himself. And it's, it's so important that we don't get led astray by those different philosophies. And I say that because we won't be fruitful. We won't be rooted in him if we're rooting ourselves in some type of human wisdom or human tradition as opposed to rooting ourselves in Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. And so I just want to encourage you this morning that Jesus has, is enough for you. That in him, what he's done for you is powerful. That sin in your life, the things you may be struggling with, attitudes of your heart and mind, they're not more powerful than Jesus. And so you can invite him into every single one of those situations so that we can live the fruitful, godly lives that each and every one of us are meant to live. Greg preached a great message in our outdoor service uh, a week or so ago, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, in, that, in that, he talked about the fullness of, of God within us. 
And we do. We have the fullness of God in us through the Holy Spirit. We have the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, you know, because they're all connected and we're connected in. Again, John 17 is such a beautiful scripture about our connection with God, you know, about the divine power that's within us. And so I share all this to remind us of who we are. Because as we go into this next season, there's, there's a lot of traditions that, that we can't rely on. You know, I realize that for you know, the last 10, 11 years that we were quite comfortable in our tradition of meeting on Sundays. We, had, we would get together every Sunday. We would follow our systems worked really well. And it was this great way for us to get together. And, and that's been stripped from us in the season. It's been amazing getting together again where we've been having our outdoor services, but we're not all able to get together. And, and frankly, it may be a while before we're all able to get together on a big scale like we were able to before. But let's be thankful that despite the fact that we can't get together like that, that we have the spirit of God within us, that we have no fear of sin and death, that we are, are, we're able to walk in freedom. And that we have one another still. We're only a phone call away, a Zoom call away from one another. Or we can meet in person depending on your level of comfort with, with that. And so while we're not able to meet in, as a whole church at this time, what we want to emphasize in this season is our, is our life groups. These are going to be key uh, parts of our community and a key way that we stick together in this season. You know, we're trusting God for, to have some type of venue where we're able to get together like we've been getting together outdoors. And we know that God's going to provide that for us at the right time. And so we're not concerned about that. We know that we will be able to gather, whether it's the entire church or at least we'll be able to gather together with a few of us. But we also know that we have no idea what this fall is going to hold. That there's, we still are in the middle of this pandemic and, and it could be a, a long time. It could be a year or, or longer than a year before we're able to get together in the way that we were used to doing it before. And it may never look the same as it did in the past. But that doesn't change Christ. It doesn't change Jesus within us. And it doesn't change the simplicity of the gospel. It doesn't change who we are as the church. It doesn't change Jesus being the head of the church. It just changes how we meet. It changes how we do things as a as Lifehouse Church. And so in talking about small groups and, and why they're so important is that we need to be building up and encouraging one another. And for each one of us, we, we need to be growing to a place where we're comfortable leading our own small group of people, where we are teaching them how to be disciples of Jesus. And ultimately, when we're running a small group, our, our goal is that the people in that group learn to grow. They learn to feed themselves on the word. They learn to understand who they are in Christ and get themselves to a place of maturity where they're walking in a place of consistency and, and of Christian maturity where they are now able to say, hey, I'm going to teach other people how to be disciples of Jesus as well. And so we've kind of restructured things at Lifehouse to ensure that our small groups are going to be really strong this year, that the leaders are strengthened in what it is that they're doing, and to make it a little easier for other people that may have not considered leading a small group in the past to start considering leading a small group themselves. So I want to tell you a little bit about that. The first thing that's going to happen is that small groups are not going to meet the first week of every month. We are going to be taking that week off from small groups. The, the leaders won't be meeting with their groups. 
And that's going to be a week where we bring the leaders together of small groups and use that to help encourage, build up, and, and train them. You know, because we can all be learning how to do things better and we all need that time where we can, can draw together, get ministered to, prayed for, especially if we're giving out week after week. So instead of running small groups or adding an extra meeting for the small group leaders, we want to take the first week of each month to be building up and encouraging our small group leaders. And then whether they choose to meet every other week or every week, the small groups will meet the rest of the month. And that, there, those leaders will be available to pour into you. Here's another change that's going to be happening with our small groups, is that we're asking you as people participating in small groups that you would go to a group where the leader is someone that you want to learn from. You want to learn from them how you can follow Jesus and how you can grow as a disciple of Jesus. In the past, there's been some difficulties where there's been groups where people are coming, but they're just coming to share their own knowledge or their own opinion of things. They're not looking to grow. And that's not the point of small groups. They're not just social gathering times, or they're not times for us all share our opinions. They're times where we get to grow together in God, to, and get to grow to a place where we are then uh, in a place where we can say, hey, I want to start gathering other people and helping them become disciples of Jesus as well. And so... If you are attending a small group, we, you know, there's a commitment we're going to be asking of you with that leader of the group. And that is that you're, you're okay with that leader speaking into your life, helping you grow as a disciple of Jesus. And that you're, you're open to that. That if there's areas of your life that, that need uh, you know, direction or need change to just to line up with scripture, that you're okay with that leader that being, a, being able to speak into your life and to ad help identify some of those different issues. This requires us to be open. It requires us to be vulnerable. And so another thing that will be changing with our small groups is they're not just going to be drop-in places. In order for people to come to a small group, they've got to be invited by someone there and they need to, A, when they come, they know they've got to meet with the leaders beforehand and, and be okay with being led by that leader. So someone might come into a small group by saying, hey, you know, contacting the office, say, I'm looking for a small group, in which case we'll say, okay, well, these are different small group leaders that we can put you in contact with. Talk to those small group leaders and from there, take the next steps. You know, or maybe you are attending a small group leader and you're like, hey, I've got a friend or someone that I know or someone new to the church that, that I really think would be great to come to this group. That's amazing. So you can invite them, but talk to the leader of the group first. And because one of the other changes that we're going to make in our small groups is kind of limiting the size of them. You know, this will change. If there's, if there's a couple of people in a small group that are able to help train people as disciples of Jesus, then those groups can be a little bit bigger. But generally, we want to keep the groups at a size that the leader is able to uh, really effectively the, uh, speak into the lives of the people there, that they have the time to be able to invest. And if that small group is too big, they just won't be able to invest in the people the way that they want to and, and are going to be encouraged to do. So this, this seems, may seem like a big change to some of you. Uh, it, may, it may be not what you're looking for for some of you. And I hope, I hope it is what each and every one of us is looking for because we've got to want to grow and we've got to be okay with being in vulnerable relationships and being in a place where we can, or iron can sharpen iron, as scripture says, and we can truly be built up and encouraged in, in our walk with Christ. And so 
I, my hope and my desire and my encouragement to you is that if you're in a small group already, that you would really press in to the, the leader there. When I say that, in other words, you'd be very willing to have that leader speak into your life and have them help you grow. Now, that leader can't grow for you. In other words, you've got to take responsibility for your own growth. You've got to be willing to spend time with Jesus, to be rooted in him, to be spending time in scripture and and growing in your knowledge of who God is. Your leader can't do that for you. But what your leader can do is be encouraging you, can, as you're growing, be able to point out things that might be helpful to you in in your journey of growth so that ultimately you grow in your confidence in who you are in Christ and are ready and willing to share that with others and take other people um, under your wing for you to teach so that they can grow as well. And really, when you look at scripture, you see that this is actually the purpose of the church. You know, that we are to help people grow, we're to help and we're to continually be helping people to grow in who they are in Christ. And so this is a great change. Now, with our groups, some of our groups are going to be meeting in person. Some of them are going to be meeting online. And so, you know, that's going to be up to the leader and the people in the group as to how they structure, how they structure the groups in that way. And so with that, again, you're going to need to work that out in each group where the comfort level are of people meeting together. Again, we have no idea what's going to happen in the fall. We trust that things are not going to go back to the way they were, and, and that really is our prayer. And I believe they, they won't here in Canada, that we're people that are, are responsible and we want to, we want to uh, obey our government and allow uh, them to help us ensure that this virus doesn't spread anymore and so that we still will be able to meet in homes and still will be able to meet in groups, and that's an amazing thing. But as we, if we, we also have the option of meeting online, and, and that'll be taking place as well. And so with that, uh, just find a group that is going to be right for you. Now, we've also had a couple of groups that have stopped the, where those leaders have, have moved on and are not leading groups anymore. And that's okay because we'll have other new group leaders. And so if you are in a group that isn't meeting any longer or you weren't in a group before, it's just simply identifying some of the leaders that are there and, and okay, let's seeing if there's the right fit for, for you and your family to come and be part of that group and to grow. Christianity is not something that can be practiced on its own. You know, it can't, there's been in different times where people are hurt or for many different reasons where people say, well, you know, it's all fine, just me and God, we're, you know, that's all that is needed. And we do see examples of that in scripture where people have withdrawn for 40 days to the desert, you know, but, there, but total isolation from the body is, is not a, hel- a good, healthy thing. And so being in these small groups is a place where you are known, where you're taken care of, where you're loved, and where you grow. But that's all part of it. We're not just growing, to, we're not just going there to get information and grow, but it's a community of people praying for one another and caring for one another. We do believe that in, in, in trust that in time, as time goes on, we're going to see churches actually are different sites of Lifehouse that are birthed out of some of these small groups. Now, there's a process for that. There's a whole, if, you're, if your small group leader starts talking to you about that right away, that is a bit of an alarm bell. Uh, but we, we, I say it because there will be a, a process where people are, are trained and built up and uh, where, where as a church we come together and truly believe and feel that this group is to be commissioned into something more. 
That's not something that's going to be happening quickly. That's something that would be happening as a process, you know, down the line. And it would probably require two or three groups in an area before they start birthing into something. But again, I don't want to distract with, with that comment. It just simply want to illustrate the importance of small groups and how it's, it's this wonderful, beautiful model of how church is taken care of and how people are grown and how we reach a city and a region, a province, a country, and the world. All this I bring back to uh, that we have Christ within us. So in those groups, we are going to be drawing Christ out of people, encouraging people to know who they are in God, encouraging people to, to where needed, confess sin so they can overcome it, where things can come into the light and they can become free once and for all of things that have held them back, where there can be accountability and growth, where there can be joy and celebration, where people truly care about and take care of one another. These small groups at LifeHouse are what we call life groups are absolutely essential for our growth. And so I, I just, again, I want to finish by encouraging you. I, please, if you are not in a small group already, then I want to, to consider two things. One, maybe it's God's calling you to lead one. And so if you think that, then let's talk to the elders and, and let's chat about that. It's because maybe that's that season for it. And if, if you don't, if you know that's not the season that you're in, and I really want you to be in a small group, you know, to, to get connected into one of the small groups so that you can be fully growing into who you're meant to be in Christ. Another thing that we're going to be doing this year is the Alpha program, and I'm really excited about that. And so for people that are looking to start a small group, that can be a great way to get one started, to start by running an Alpha for people. Because one of the things we want to see is that the kingdom is growing by new Christians coming into the kingdom, new followers of Jesus, and that we get good at, at building up and discipling those people. So Alpha is going to be a real critical piece of what we're doing as a community as well. We're starting in September, near the end of September, with our Alpha in person at the LifeHouse Center. We're going to be starting online Alphas as well. And we look forward, I really trust we're going to see a season where we see Alphas starting all the time. There's a church in New York City. I can't remember the name of it. Its leader's name is John Tyson. And I believe that they start an Alpha every single week. And that they're reaching, particularly the young people of that city through Alpha Pro, the Alpha program and just releasing leaders that are running Alphas and more and more people are coming into the kingdom. And so, you know, we see and, we, we, and know that Alpha is a very effective tool. It's an effective outreach tool to help people know who God is, know who Jesus is, and take the next steps in their walk with Christ. Well, thank you for being here this week online. Uh, starting this week, the same message is being shared online as it is in our in-person in -person, uh, meetings outside. And so what you're listening to online, it may not be exactly word for word because one's being done live and one's pre-recorded, but it's the exact same message that's being shared. So you're not missing out on anything being online today. Uh, we're one church together and it's just a privilege for us all to be together. I, let me just bless you for today. Lord, I just, I just thank you for this amazing community, Lifehouse, and all the people in it. 
Lord, I pray for every one of us that as we go into this next season, we do it with thankfulness and joy without any fear and we would be ready for whatever it is that you, however the church meets, that we would be your hands and feet into the community. We'd be your hands and feet in our families and we would be caring. We'd be the salt and light into our workplaces, into our schools, into our communities and in everything that we do. Lord, I pray that the fullness of who you are, the wisdom and knowledge would just be birthed in people, that the fullness of the deity and godly form that is in you in Jesus Christ would be coming out of each and every one of us in our interactions with people and that we'd be growing in love, joy, and peace in everything that we do. May the knowledge of, of your love, the knowledge of who you are, the knowledge of God grow in each and every one of us today. Okay. Well, have an amazing week. Everyone, it's been lovely connecting online today. We hope to see you all in person or online again next week. We love you all and miss being with you. Let's meet up together wherever possible and take advantage of the great weather by getting together in parks and in each other's backyards. We look forward to seeing you in person at our outdoor Sunday service next Sunday. So make sure to register online to save your spot. Check your emails for details. Otherwise, we look forward to seeing you back here online. Have a blessed week, church.